0: Alright guys, so I said when I come back we'll talk more about this um, these theories around demons so I can talk about what I've been taught theory wise now, I don't really know but if we're going back to that movie The Pope's Exorcist, I don't think I've ever heard anybody specifically state that you know demons can enter somebody through um you know vul- because of the vulnerability of trauma and in the movie's example with the little boy uh, having this mutism issue uh, that stemmed from... You know, he wasn't born with it. It happened after the traumatic event of his father being impaled in a car accident. And from that point on, he was mute. Up until after he got possessed by the demon and the exorcism occurred, I mean, yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert for this whole thing, um, yeah, up until after the, after that occurred, the exorcism occurred, and the demon got out of him, and out of the sister, um, and out of the priest, (laughs) oh my gosh, um, after the demon was just like, out of everybody, um, then, you know, it, uh, then the boy was able to talk. And I think the family left. (laughs) I would have left earlier than that, but they waited until that whole thing. I would have left way earlier. Um... I wouldn't even have moved in there. That place was creepy as hell. Um So yeah. I I okay, so I I'm trying to go way back. So in the Bible, the first time you see any kind of um resemblance to what you know, um, any resemblance to what human to what Christians refer to as Satan, is in the Garden of Eden. So this is what chapter two, I think, chapter two of Genesis. Uh, enter Satan, stage left, kind of thing, um, but in the form of the serpent, and I, I'm, I. I'm trying to quote from memory. I don't even have a Bible in front of me and I'm not going to pull it up on my phone because otherwise I'll start just reading through it and I get a little distracted, but I try to use my memory when it comes to the Bible, uh, which please look these things up yourselves. Don't just trust in what I say. Um, look it up, study it. I've talked about these things before. Some of the ideas that I say might be something new because I do study it. I'll be studying it more later, but... At the moment, I have not studied this stuff in a while, months probably even, so I don't really know the specifics, but I believe the Bible says in chapter 2 somewhere where it talks about, it talks about creation again, it's like a different account, um, you know, so basically what happens at the beginning of chapter 2 is the seventh day, um, of sabbath was created that wasn't created in chapter one so i was wondering why the bible was broken up that way i started this conversation the other day about like okay why do we think on things the way that we even do right because um, i didn't write the bible i didn't write genesis i didn't break it up in the chapters i didn't choose it as a book to be the first book and all this kind of stuff all that stuff came from some other place um before any of us were even born I'm assuming none of us were born way back when the Bible was canonized. If you were, shout out to you for living this long. But, um, I'm joking, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, so basically it says, you know, the serpent, I think it says the serpent was crafty or, or knowledgeable or wise. I can't remember the word. I think it was like the serpent was more crafty than any of the other creatures or something like that. I think there's a version of the Bible that says that in in chapter 2 once it starts talking about um, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and, you know, all the rules about it. And it gets really confusing. But basically, I think that's how it's introduced. Now, where... This becomes Satan, I don't know. I don't, I, that's something that we've been taught. I don't know from memory if it says, if God ever refers to the serpent as Satan, maybe. I know in Hebrew, like, the word Satan that we use comes from Satan. Ha is the, it's like, a, it, it's it's an article in um Hebrew, so uh i don't know how to say anything i guess if you're saying king melek is king and then ha would be the king ha-melek um but i mean i'm just saying just as an example ha the h-a or in hebrew it's just the letter hey and in the hebrew bible it's hasatan um so hasatan i don't know where when hasatan gets introduced i don't know like i i'm trying to think of you know, but but satan means adversary so it's like the adversary of man that's what that's what um hasatan means it's like the adversary uh and then we say satan Or people even say devil. I don't know if the word devil is in the Bible. And then Lucifer is referred to a little bit. And then people say Lucifer means Satan. And then there's some other, you know, theories that Lucifer has nothing to do. Like Lucifer and the Morning Star. The Morning Star isn't Lucifer. And Lucifer is some other cast out angel that had his... Angels with him, but had a place in heaven all before before earth and heaven and humans were even created, I believe. So there's this other theory that's not in the Bible, and I don't know where the theory is. The first I heard about it was because I was raised Adventist, and there's this LNG White book called *The Great Controversy*, and in that book, has a story of Lucifer and how he gets banned from heaven. You can find all of Ellen G. LNG White's writings, I think, all of them on this EGW app. Or just look, just Google it. I think you can find free PDFs of all her stuff. And, you know, I if people want to read it, go for it. I think there's also an audio version. I think YouTube, there's an audio version that somebody read on YouTube. I can't remember if I was reading that or something else. But anyways with the, with that, you know, these are these theories about demons and Satan and devil and Lucifer. I don't know what is what, I don't know what is what. Um, I don't know if they're all the same thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've, i am I've, I've kind of been trying to understand this because if you look at real world like I think a lot of times when you look at the bible it's important to look at real life like with any religious text look at life itself and see do you see any any you know any aspect of this in you know life with the human condition and just with socializing and being out and about like do you see any of this kind of stuff and previously I was kind of Talking a little bit about ideas on like, you know, you know, people being kind of unhinged in a church environment or like that level of bitterness and kind of what is, you know, severe trauma and psychosis and that kind of stuff. Now, I'm not one to be like, okay, just because you have some kind of psychological disorder, you're demon possessed. I mean, that to me, I don't know. But I did have a youth pastor that we kind of played with that idea Because he studied psychology too, and he basically was like questioning, you know, is is schizophrenia, you know, is psychosis? Because it's not only in schizophrenia. uh, You can have psychosis in other in bipolar disorder. You can have psychosis with trauma. You can have psychosis with depression. You can have psychosis with anxiety. So, you can have psychosis without being diagnosed as um as as having schizophrenia. But people love to throw those terms psychosis and schizophrenia into all kinds of things, especially when it comes to serial killers in movies or somebody who is jailed or acting weird. Or somebody who is demon-possessed in some kind of religious movie, you almost always hear those words like schizophrenia, psychosis, uh, whatever kind of personality disorder they want to throw, like dissociative identities and all this kind of stuff. Like you start hearing people throw those terms around. Um, So I know the general public oftentimes thinks of those disorders as like you know you look at movies like certain movies, and you're like, "Whoa, if that's what a person with schizophrenia is like, you know what the heck you know it's like but no, I mean like a lot of people with schizophrenia are just you know they suffer in silence, and you would never know that they have schizophrenia, and then there's other people that you know you see at the bus stops yelling and screaming and walking foot shoeless in the middle of the roads, taking off their shirt, and like Screaming at the sidewalk and stuff. And it's like they got some other thing going on. Uh, it's hard to tell if that's substance induced. It's hard to tell if it's not substance induced. It can, it can get that bad without substances too. Most of the people I worked with. I think had meth use at some point, And then that was the majority. And I can, I'm only going by my San Diego examples of working in the clinical field. For, like, seven years of paid work. Most of the people that I met with did have some history of meth use. Before, sometime before, they started experiencing psychosis symptoms. But also, they had poverty issues. They also had trauma issues. So it's hard to be like, okay, because they used meth, it led to this. Um... And then a lot of people also said that the medications helped. Not everybody, but some people. For some people, I think often the medications did help. Uh, And then stress levels and other coping skills. There were things that did help. And then there were other people where it really didn't help at all. Uh, But a lot of times it did help. So it's like, to say that it's like some kind of demon possession or something. It's kind of interesting to me because it's like... I don't know if that's what it is, but then often when you hear, like, stories in the Bible, like, with with Jesus and all these kind of things about how they talk about, like, it's kind of like, you know, casting out spirits and all this kind of stuff, um, evil spirits, like, you hear different types of terminology being used, like, evil spirits, Satan, like, I think, um... Jesus referred to, was it Peter? Uh, Before his, before he was getting captured for crucifixion. And Peter was kind of, I think it was Peter who was just like, you know, don't, telling Jesus like, maybe like, don't go through with this or something. Trying to be like, don't. And then he's like, Satan, get behind me. Um, You don't really hear Jesus calling people Satan that much. And... I don't I don't know. I mean I'm jumping all over the place. Um So yeah, sticking to the sticking to the movie at first like if you if you think well, okay, sorry. Let me go back a little bit cuz I was trying to initially explain kind of like how Satan gets to earth according to Adventist tradition Satan was the musical I don't know what, what the label is, but like some kind of musical, Lucifer, Lucifer was like the musical in, in the musical, the head of music in heaven. Um, and then I don't remember if it was the angel Michael that was at the right hand of God or if it was Jesus at the right hand of God. Cause in Christian, trad- in, in some Christian traditions, The angel Michael, like in Adventism, the angel Michael is considered to be Jesus. And I know I have a Pentecostal friend that says that they believe that Michael is not Jesus. Michael is an angel, just like Gabriel's an angel, just like Lucifer was an angel, um, but had a higher standing. Either way, this other angel has a higher standing than then lucifer and lucifer gets jealous and convinces a bunch of the other angels that you know want to follow him and there there becomes drama in heaven basically and satan gets banished with his evil ones lucifer gets banished and so lucifer and Satan are considered to be the same thing um and but I believe his angel name was Lucifer that's what I think that I was taught and then um I was also taught later on that you know the morning star is Lucifer And then there was another theory that I read that says that the morning star refers to some other human being that had some kind of standing in society that was not Satan at all. It was actually that phrase like it's not like you see it all the time. Like you don't see the morning star being referred to all the time uh, in the Bible. I think it comes up once, if not a little bit more, but I think like once um I think and then people are like oh well that's Lucifer you know that's that's Satan and so that's already my first question like are all these even the same thing you know like because I don't even know if they're all the same thing but we're always told that they're the same thing and then we're also told that sometimes we're told that they're not the same thing so I don't really know I don't really know, but let's just assume if we assume that all the theories are correct, that we've mostly all been taught. Because I think most people who've uh, practiced in a Christian religion or learned from it were taught that way. I need water. Yeah, most people were kind of taught to practice uh, um, in that way. And so, or they were taught, you know, about Satan and Lucifer and the devil in that way. And that the demons are basically evil angels that all came with Satan because he was trying to create some kind of, um, he was trying to, like, get others to not really believe in God, and saying that God wasn't fair, and he was jealous of this other angel, or Jesus, that, uh, God was preferring over him, or giving either preferential treatment, or, um, was, you know, like, Lucifer knew he couldn't get to that, to that standing, uh, he had a, he had a role of power, but he couldn't get to that standing, and so, you know, because he couldn't behave, and all his other, you know, group was with him, they all got banished. That's not in the Bible. I don't know if it's in any text I don't know I don't I don't remember if it's in the book of Enoch I don't recall um I think it might be it might be similar um there's a s I think because um Enoch has this experience because there is in the Bible when they mention Enoch it doesn't really mention too much about him But just that he walked with god and a lot of times when they say somebody walked with god a lot of times uh people take those take that in a theory to say okay this person walked with god meaning that they saw god or they had some experience where they went into heaven or something like that like i don't really know but you see that a lot with these chariots with the burning wheels of fire and all this kind of like people some people just go to heaven or get there and come back or whatever or see like a part of God and then have like like when Moses got like shiny when he was like shining with light or whatever it was that after he saw the hem the back of the hem of like God's garment walking on the mount Sinai, mount Sinai or whatever and he comes back and everybody's like he's glowing or whatever it's like okay he didn't even really see God and then uh, they say that if people see God they'll die That's something I never understood. And then I think uh, I haven't read the book of Enoch in a long time, but I believe that story focuses on what's what is going on in heaven at some point uh, before humans. I think humans didn't exist yet. And I believe this whole story of Lucifer in heaven and getting banished from heaven. I believe that happens before humans were created. Um, but yeah, why the story's not in the Bible is a little confusing, but, um, I don't think, um, I don't think the Adventist religion is the only religion that has that, uh, that belief, because I've heard it from other places too, uh, and then... So I do think other people do believe that. I just don't know if they have it written anywhere or if it's just something they're told. But it's not in the Bible, which is already confusing for me. I'm like, why would that kind of story not be in the Bible? You know, um, if it's like the beginning, like, because it because the Bible starts with God creating the heavens and the earth. That's what it says in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. But it doesn't it doesn't mention like, hey, God was already up there in heaven with all these other angels and this whole other system of living and all these angels with all their positions in heaven and what they were doing up there worshiping God. But I believe the issue is with humanity that humans have the choice. Now there's this mo- there's this book by Rob Bell called Sex God and it talks about, you know, humans have this choice. Humans are, you know, part spirit, part animal. So we have a uh, an automatic side to us where we're able to kind of like be like animals and just do things just based on our biology and then we have a spiritual side of us that's able to like worship and pray and create and do all these other things and make choices that way. Uh whereas angels they have a choice to either follow God or be banished um, we get forgiveness, and they, I guess, they don't, I guess, um, and that's, I guess, why the serpent was sent to the Garden of Eden, was to give, I was always taught, was to give humans a choice to decide between good and evil, um, I haven't even gotten into the good and evil, that's going to be, like, a whole conversation, but, um, we're not going to get into that right now. But um, just the part that says, you know, how once Eve ate of the fruit, her eyes were opened. Um, and so, yeah, so the first interaction with humans, you know, I guess Satan initially is having interactions with God and other angels and then starts interacting with humans in the form of a serpent, a crafty serpent that, you know, first starts playing with Eve's mind about, you know, is that really what God said? Like, God said, don't go, um, don't go near the tree, or else you'll, you'll surely die. That's what Eve, Eve says, and he's, like, Satan's, like, well, he knows that you'll be, like, God, knowing good, both good and evil, and, you know, I was taught that within that sentence of saying, like, you'll be like God, that God, like Eve wanted to be like God. Therefore, since her eyes weren't open, she got tricked into into this um, because she wanted to be like God. And, but basically Satan's twisting things or if, it, if it's Satan, you know, the serpent is twisting things saying, you know, you'll be like God. And so if you want to be like God, then eat these, eat this, you know, eat this and you'll be like God. hide. Uh, and she's like, I don't know. Um, you know, first of all, he says, don't, she says, don't go near it and say, and the serpent's like, did he say don't go near it? Uh, and then he's, she's kind of like, you know. I mean, I think what God just says, don't talk to that serpent. But I mean, um, she starts talking to him and he deceives her into eating the fruit, playing on her, as I was taught, playing on her, um, her desire to be like God. Maybe it was her desire to know good and evil. But did she know what evil was? You know, she was kind of given instructions like blind it's almost like I don't know if this is even equivalent but you know if you've ever babysat or had a kid around you and you tell them not to do something and they don't really understand why and they just ask why 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 you know and they want a reason you know and a lot of times you know parents and adults will shut them up they'll be like stop asking why but it's like if you don't give them a reason why like a legit reason they're gonna go and do that stupid thing because they don't know like people are like, don't, don't do drugs, don't have sex. But it's like, if you don't tell them what might happen, you know, even the first time you do something, you could still get pregnant, you know, that's possible. And if you don't want to have a baby when you're first doing that, then, you know, maybe it's best to not do it, you know, um, cause potentially you could have a kid, you know, but a lot of people are like, don't, don't have sex. Don't even kiss anybody. Cause then you'll want to have sex. It's like, okay, like people take it so far, but then they don't want to explain anything. And, you know, I think sometimes people need that explanation. Um, but yeah, you see that a lot. You see, um, all those things happening with the deception. And I mean, I don't know if there's really a way to really study and be able to tell, is Satan, is the devil, is Lucifer, is the serpent, are they all the same thing, or is it some other thing, and these demons, are they the fallen angels from heaven, that got cast out with Lucifer before, you know, before all this stuff, with the humans getting created and all that, so, um, anyways, um, so when we look at this movie and we see that they're saying that this boy gets possessed because he's open his he's open to being possessed because of the trauma he's experienced because of his vulnerability I wouldn't say that that's not possible but I would also say that I don't think I've heard something uh biblical like that just because of the way uh I was always taught in the religion and I'm not saying just because I was taught that way that it was right, but I'm just saying the way that I was always kinda taught about demon possession and things is usually like, oh it's the person's fault. Like the person who got possessed, they did something. They were dabbling with the Ouija board or they were conjuring up spirits or they were playing some kind of evil game that let this thing in or they were meditating and opened up their mind for the demons like they were actively doing something that let these demons in they weren't just exposed and being they weren't vulnerable and just exposed to it and then the demons were allowed to come in and then at such a strong point at, at such a, in such a strong way that like even a, pat, uh, a, a priest who's used to doing exorcisms is used to letting these out now something interesting that I find and uh, it's Hollywood so I don't really want to say this is going to sound really prejudiced and very insensitive and but I mean I love Catholic people you know so I, I I have nothing against them but in the movies you always see it's the Catholic people that are dealing with these exorcisms Uh, one of my family members mentioned that. Now, my family members, I don't think any of them are Catholic. They're Protestant, and they, some of them do have a little bit of a prejudice against Catholicism. Not Catholic people, necessarily, but, like, the system of Catholicism. Uh, just like, you know, some, some Catholics probably have some, something against Protestants, too. So, you know, the, you know, I was kind of raised around people saying stuff about, not too much about Catholic people but about Catholicism There's like a little bit of confusion because you see a lot of Catholicism in movies and shows and stuff but it's like it's a whole world that I am not aware of like it's it's got all these structures to it and this orthodox kind of angle to it that like a lot of Protestant Christians don't really know much about that like you know we don't I I can't remember the last time I've mentioned Mary for anything. You know, like we don't pray to Mary, about our sins. We don't go to confessions necessarily like that. Um, we don't have all these kind of rituals and all these like prayers that we've like memorized. We don't really touch Latin or Greek or any of, like. There's just it's culturally completely different. Now just because it's different doesn't mean that like it's wrong or whatever. But I do know, the the only thing I would say that's bothered me is that within my lifetime, I know that the Catholic Church has changed part of the Bible just because they've believed it. Like, I remember at one point, purgatory wasn't really, like, a, a thing, I don't think. Something changed with that. I remember when somebody was telling me about the Fourth Commandment changing into they took out the remember the seventh day to keep it holy and talking about the six days you do labor and all your work and all that kind of stuff they took out that whole that's the longest commandment and they took it out the catholic bible doesn't have it in there and it's split into the other commandment about like honoring your father and your mother um so the fourth commandment doesn't even exist in there um so there's things like that where it's like and we know in history that people have changed the bible. So to have it even happening in modern day is to me it's it's exciting. Like I I don't hate on the Catholic Church. The only the only thing that I if I had to say something about Protestant Protestant evangelicals and then maybe the deeper Catholic pope type people who are way up there. I feel like they have too much political control that to me is more of a problem than you know what they do in their churches but you know to me it's a little bit of a problem i feel like i'm not comfortable with it that you know they a lot of times churches are the ones that are behind a lot of legislation a lot of legislation in our country and that drives a lot of prejudice honestly like even if we look at slavery if we look at a lot of rights that aren't equal a lot of that is backed by religion it's not necessarily backed well some of it's backed by Judaism it's not really backed by like Hinduism or Islam or Buddhism or anything like that it's usually Protestants and Catholics you know that are doing this so that, to me, is more my issue, but that's not even on this topic, and that's the only issue I really have is kind of like the prejudice that comes out of religion, um, and the and the lack of safe spaces. But that's, that that kind of goes hand in hand. But um, yeah, so all these questions about like what is going on in this movie, I I found it weird. Uh, oftentimes people are taught to use a lot of prayer. I was always taught, you know, you know, using Jesus name. Now, I don't know if they actually said the name of Jesus too much. I don't know if they said the name of Jesus. I mean, they might have said it in some of the prayers. Now, I'm not... I don't... I'm not an exorcist, so I don't really know. Like, I'm just saying what I've been taught. What I've been taught about anything related to, like, demons and possession and such. Um, I'm gonna get driving because I'm burning up in this car. Um... Alright. Keep this AC on, man. I'm melting in here. Um... But yeah, so in the movie, in the movie, you see this, uh, you see that situation, right? You see the, you see the, like, how the, the kid gets possessed. And to me, that's just not something I've ever seen. I've not seen it in real life. I've not heard about it through religion or the church or anything like that. I've not heard about it in the field of psychology. I've not, I've not heard about somebody having some trauma symptoms, some severe, some trauma symptoms that are untreated and that leading to some kind of, like, demon possession. Now, I have heard of people having trauma that doesn't seem to get treated uh, by the doctors. I've seen people have, like, really complex trauma. Um, I've seen... You know, I've worked with with clients who had definitely some complex issues going on that, you know, it was hard to see results with them uh, to where they were actually improving, like, improving a lot, you know. They weren't really improving that much. Uh, So I've seen that. But I don't know if I would consider it, like, demon possession. I don't know. I just don't know. Trying to combine psychology um, with, you know, a religious thing. Because the way I think of it is like, okay, if if this kid goes into a house, right, um, he didn't seem to be raised religious. I think the mom mentioned that she went to some kind of religious thing when she was younger, but it it doesn't it doesn't seem like she was raised, like, religious or anything. Like, they were raised religious. And so, I guess another question is, can somebody be demon-possessed if they don't openly invite Satan to be in there with them, you know? Like, how does somebody even get there? Um... Is, is that even something that's possible? Because, like, again, I've mostly been taught that the way people get possessed is more of like a, a willful thing. It's like, you opened yourself up to this, and you took the risk of doing some kind of thing, whether it's meditation or yoga or some kind of like play with the Ouija board or hang out in the graveyard or do whatever it is, you took it upon yourself to go and do this thing that you knew was probably not the best of ideas and invited the demons in. Not necessarily, okay, you've experienced severe trauma, the doctors can't treat it, and then you're going to get more and more possessed with demons. That's not something that I've heard of. Um... I also have never heard about um, having to call the demon by the name to be able to release it. I've heard about having to use the name of Jesus to release the demon. I've not heard about having to use the name of the demon to release the demon. And that to me was kind of like, I don't even know what to do with that. You know, like I something about that gave me a weird feel, um, while watching that movie, because, I don't know, it's just kind of my own questions based on how I was raised, and my own beliefs based on how I was raised, um, uh, when I, when I look at, I'm not saying that the way I was raised was, like, the best knowledge, like, it was the most accurate, you know I can't say that because I don't know and you know a lot of times we never really studied about like all this demon stuff because it's creepy and I I get a sense for it there's I don't know how to explain it and I'm not even gonna try but there's something that I kind of um I've talked about it before when it comes to like horror movies thriller movies certain types of content I just naturally stay away from because of how it makes me feel and there's certain certain ways that I feel that I'm like this is not territory that is something I'm either ready to be diving into or that I need to be diving into and I I can sense it it's like a sense that I get that's like yo keep your eyes wide wide open and you know don't you know, don't blink, kind of thing. <laughs> Just kind of like watch out for yourself. You know, maybe I'm susceptible. I don't know. I never understood what it was, but ever since I was even young, I've noticed it, and I I don't know. I mean, there's stuff like that that's like I think a lot of us, like I've had I've had a lot of friends who have like seen like otherworldly things, whether that's like demons or ghosts or spirits or aliens all kinds of things that they've seen and witnessed and they know that when they were younger they had this kind of sense and they probably do now too but all of us are so busy we just don't really tune into it like that but I've noticed for myself that I've had this this kind of sense about things um and so usually when I see those things creeping out in like my um entertainment, I am very, very, uh, intrigued. That's one way to explain it. I get very intrigued by it. Um, but I think there's a part of me that knows that I get really intrigued to a point that maybe I should maybe not dive too deep into it. Um, I've, I've dove into things that I've definitely had experiences almost directly after them to where I, I don't explain it with like all the like, oh, like sleep paralysis and all these kind of things. Like people want to call it what they want to call it. But I mean, I know what I've seen. I know what I experienced. And I've never had sleep paralysis before or after that, that point. And so, and usually I don't think sleep paralysis comes with some kind of a, a figure in your room with you like usually I don't think that happens um am I right when I say that I've never had sleep paralysis but that point but that one time maybe it happened another time I think it might have happened another time but it was also a really weird experience but yeah I, I'm yeah so anyways I have my own beliefs and kind of ways of kind of like thinking about this kind of stuff but I was never taught to say a demon's name to me that sounds opposite of what a religion would teach that it would be don't say that demon's name that's that's my opinion this is my opinion but I feel like I'm very I was raised in a religion that's very skeptical of Hollywood movies like you guys have seen I talked about that um Oh, what was it called that Hollywood it was called something Hollywood where one of my previous pastor friends who worked in Hollywood because you know we're up in LA so like we're you know there's a lot of us you know who are very you know into that but just kind of all the Illuminati stuff that has to do with um with Hollywood and with these movie studios with their with their with their. Um, all the, there's a lot of stuff that in movies you don't really catch, you know, kind of just like with, with music, like a lot of rock music, metal music has a lot of like religious undertones to it. Uh, a lot of the names, like even the name Black Sabbath for like, you know, Ozzy's band and all that. Like there's bands like that, that you're just like, why would they choose that name? Or like certain songs by Tool, like they have like biblical verses in stuff in it and you're just like okay like I'm not saying they shouldn't I'm just saying like when things become mainstream and really big I do keep my eyes open about it and I'm like because I was taught that like this kind of stuff you know like being so deeply raised in a religion you see it when you have your eyes open you see it like even in the in like certain mo certain shows like even if in the show I think it was a movie like in Superman like um one of the um uh, one call l call l i don't remember what call l is in Superman, but that means voice of God and it's call l the bad guy or is it the planet I can't remember um, what it is um in in the movie specifically like i don't remember exactly what call el is in the actual movie but it's not the voice of god and so it's like things like that that you're like okay you'd have to you'd have to literally know hebrew to know that cuz it just sounds like a word but it's like why would they make that the name you know <laughs> and there's all these movies about all kinds of like demonic magic kind of stuff that you're just like How come nobody sees this you know what i mean but if you're someone who was raised studying the bible you kind of notice it in a lot of mainstream media you see a lot of stuff and i always look for what's 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 a point of deceit what's the point of deception in some of these movies i think that i i'm i that's something i wanted to look into in this movie is you know what are they saying about psychology and religion and then what are they saying about, you know, what is this thing about, like, the name of the of a demon? Like, I don't think that makes sense that to call it out, you have to know its name, and you have to call it out by name. I was always taught that you're supposed to use the name of Jesus, not use the name of the demon. But I don't know. I'm also not an exorcist, so I don't really know. But there's there's stuff like that that I'm like, you know, keep your eyes open. You know, if you believe in that kind of stuff, it's like you know just be careful when you're watching it and when you're listening to it and diving into it it's like some of the stuff is a little tricky and um I always think that when something becomes mainstream like that they do it because they want to get your attention because they're trying to trick you and so I always appreciate it but it's also another thing that I've noticed that they never really have bible movies anymore about like the actual bible like they used to have movies about paul and peter and you know david and all these movies but now they have like the fictional versions of these movies like what if this was like that movie the chosen like that series the chosen it's like it's not completely based on the bible it's better than some movies are but there's a there's a lot of these movies that it's like if you don't really know the bible very good there are people out there that are playing with it, you know, which is, you know, let them, let them, you know, I think, I think it helps for the people who like to study it to kind of have something more to study. It actually, it actually intrigues me and I like it. Obviously, I can just create content about this stuff all day and then want to actually study more about it, but for like the historical perspectives and all that kind of stuff, but Yeah, I think that's most of what I, what I, what I was questioning with that movie was kind of like, what on earth is going on here? But, um, if you're into those kind of movies, uh, you might like it. I'm not even into those kind of movies, but I really wanted to watch something that was kind of based in religion, um... Shout out to the Catholic Church, man. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure they they weren't unaware of this movie. You know, but I'd like to hear other people's opinions on it because I'm like, these are the types of things I'm like, yeah, I like to, I like to talk about this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, it creeps me out, but I'm like, I love it. I love it, and it's like, it's topics that christians will talk about non-christians will talk about just people who are curious with like otherworldly things they'll talk about it you know i like stuff that's like approachable even if it is about evil or whatever i like it when things are approachable that have to do with religion and spirituality and psychology and just let's yes just mix it all in and i am just happy you know i'm very happy with this with this movie um But, yeah, now that I've spoiled it all, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. I got to eat lunch because I'm hungry uh, and I'm back home. But um, with that, thanks for listening.